KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. You don't have to look real hard these days to find a viral video of an airline passenger having a meltdown because they were asked to wear a mask or because of some other minor grievance. Since January 1st of this year, 2021, the FAA has received around 4,000 reports of unruly behavior of passengers and handed out more than a million dollars worth of civil penalties. And a lot of these altercations are much more than just disagreements. They get physical, they get scary, and that's multiplied when you're midair. This obviously has an effect on the people who work on airplanes, specifically the flight attendants who have to deal with this day in and day out, and in a lot of cases are the objects of the scorn. We wanted to talk about this unruly behavior, the effect it has on the workforce, and what could be done to try and mitigate it. So we caught up with Dr. Benjamin Altshuler. He is an assistant professor of travel and tourism at Temple University School of Sport, Tourism, and Hospitality Management. Interesting conversation. Give a listen. So before we drill down on any specifics, uh, we've talked several times over the the last year and a half. Uh, what would you say is the state of air travel at this point? Have airlines recovered? Has Delta kind of put everybody back on their heels? What would you say overall is the state? Well, I think as we've found with a lot of the thing going on with the COVID pandemic, it's kind of a, ta- a tale of two cities in a sense. So, you know, I think we last spoke maybe late May, early June, Matt. And I think at that time there was a lot of optimism. And if you go and look at kind of the TSA numbers, we have seen a really nice uptick in the number of people traveling through TSA checkpoints. And that continues to today. So, you know, going back to late May, early June, if you look at a year ago, 2020, you know, we were only seeing hundreds of thousands of people going through these checkpoints. And now if you look at the numbers, you know, we're seeing 1.5 million, 2 million people traveling a day. Now, is that where we were in 2019? No, we're still off quite a bit. But there has been a resurgence in air travel. And I think, again, there was a level of optimism uh, a couple months ago in May and early June, and we saw that uptick and, and that continues. But let's be honest, Delta, we know all the facts about Delta at this point. It's a lot more transmissible. And the fact of the matter is, is that it is impacting travel. And if you look at all the major airlines right now, they had said, oh, things look better. We're turning a profit. But heading into the third quarter, there's a little less certainty among the, among that. And, you know, I was just reading something about the, I think the Southwest CEO was talking that it's going to be hard to turn a profit in the third quarter, if any profit at all. So numbers are up. Labor Day looked really good. Again, if you go back, I think about a week ago, the numbers are really good, almost close to what we hit in 2020. Um, so I think that's a, that's a good sign. But, you know, everything's so volatile. And I think it's pretty hard to predict how people are going to feel, but um, we're getting there. But I, I unfortunately think it's still a long way back. One of the things that has grabbed the headlines and rightfully so past the business of the airlines has frankly just been this, I don't even want to say uptick, this spike in just obnoxious, belligerent behavior of passengers on planes. Um, I have it written down here. I mean, I think the FAA said something uh, some absurd number, um, nearly 4,000 reports of unruly behavior since January 1st. I think that was as of mid-August. Have we ever seen anything like this? I, you know, honestly, I, you know, I, I'm 41 years old and, you know, you always hear about unruly passengers. I think it always makes, and I think it, it probably happens a lot more than we, we, we know about in the 
you know, in the pre-pandemic times. But there just seems to be something more about this sort of behavior that we're seeing right now. You know, maybe people got angry, had a little bit of this or a little bit of that, but or that. But some of the stuff you hear about now, um, you know, I took a flight um, in June from Philadelphia to Salt Lake City, and we were talking to one of the flight attendants. And you know, I don't know what's appropriate on a podcast, but the things they were saying to us that people were doing—not just yelling at them or getting in their face, but you know, damaging planes and stuff like that. I mean, that's just is so it's bonkers to me. I mean, you know, for one thing, why would you want to do that? Who has the time to do that? But second of all, you're risking the safety of not only yourself, the flight attendants, the pilots and other people by doing this. I mean, who knows when this sort of behavior leads to some sort of in air sort of accident. So we've always known the unruly behavior was there. But I think as you pointed out, it's it's gone up and the intensity of it is just um it's it's ba- it's perplexing to me. It's baffling. I mean, you know, it's it's truly bordering on. It's just it's insane, almost is what I would say. And I can only imagine the strain this is putting on crews, specifically, I think, flight attendants, because they're kind of the front line here. I mean, it's still a pandemic. It's a stressful job anyway, just because of the hours and the the nonstop travel and stuff like that. And now you put on top of this where you don't know what somebody's going to do and something's going to escalate all of a sudden from a disagreement to throwing punches. I mean, I've seen videos of flight attendants getting punched and stuff like this. What does this do to that labor force? I mean, I can't imagine how disheartening this is. Oh, I have to imagine it sends morale down. It's a huge impact to morale. I mean, let's be honest. Anytime you work in any industry, and if your clientele treats you poorly, it's going to be highly impactful to your morale. And, you know, I think sometimes people forget what flight attendants, you know, not just the basics of the job, you know, like, oh, you know, they bring me water and, and refreshments and things like that. But this is a job about safety. And, you know, I'm going to go back to a, a movie. I think it was that movie that Clint Eastwood did about um, Sully, the captain pilot who landed the, the plane in the river. And it's fascinating to watch that movie. And I would recommend people watch that movie when they found out there was going to be a crash landing to see how the flight attendants had to respond to that from going from just making the experience nice to taking on that everyone needs to be safe and, and all of these things. And we need to ensure that everyone's getting off the plane. There's no one left behind. I mean, this is a high intensity, high stress job. And I don't think we as passengers, fortunately, don't get to see it as much because fortunately we're not, you know, those sorts of situations don't happen a lot. But when you're in that sort of high intensity sort of position and people are not respecting you and doing this really terrible behavior, I mean, I start to ask myself, and I, I imagine a lot of flight attendants ask themselves, why Why should I do this? I mean, people don't care what we're doing, so why, sh- why should we care? But that's the job. And it's one of the things we talk about is like emotional labor in that that's this expectation of flight attendants that no matter what somebody does, you keep that smile on your face and you keep on, you kind of keep on trucking through the issues, even though some of these issues and things you hear about as you were talking about are just, it's just horrendous. What are your concerns about what this could do to the labor force with the regards of, we've done a lot of podcasts on talk about people kind of taking stock of their life in the midst of this pandemic. And you know what? I don't want to do X anymore. I've always wanted to do Y. I would imagine, even if you still enjoy being a flight attendant, there are moments you look in the mirror and go, is this worth 
what I'm what I'm doing here? And I mean, what happens if we lose, you know, a, a good percentage of people out of this this job? Because the, I don't think this is a job you can just easily turn over and everything will be fine, right? No, and I think that speaks to a bigger issue that the um, the airline industry is facing. I mean, employment, if you look at the numbers, in, in general employment in the airlines was up very, very minuscule, I think, from July to August. But overall, the, the workforce for airlines across major airlines to smaller airlines to things like FedEx and things like that, it's down, I think, about 50,000 employees. That's, I think, a roughly a decrease of about 7% compared to where we were maybe in 2019. But if you can't get people to work these jobs, whether it's a flight attendant or I can't imagine some, you know, working the ticket counter where you're inside all day with people who are unhappy, been locked up in a pandemic, there's Delta virus. I mean, that's going to make things even harder for us to get around. So if you have less people able to work, that means longer lines to get your tickets, maybe longer lines at TSA. That means you have flight attendants. Maybe we don't have enough flight attendants, so flights start to get cut. So, I, you know, whenever we talk about an industry like airlines or travel or tourism, it's all a trickle down sort of industry. Everything impacts everything else. So if you have unhappy flight attendants, well, you can't fly planes unless you have enough flight attendants. So there goes all the you know popular routes or we have to cut back on popular routes. If we don't have enough people taking tickets or, te- or checking people in, same sort of thing. The line gets longer. People get more unhappy. The experience begins to degrade. So it's all this trickle down effect. And I, you know, I wish people would understand that, that if you want a good experience, provide a good experience to the people who are there. And, you know, it's, and that's going to make the experience better of flying overall. Let's look at this from the airline standpoint. I know some airlines suspended alcohol uh, distribution or sales as a result of this spike in these these passenger outbursts and stuff like that. I'm not sure where that's still in place or if it's still in place, but what else could we see? I know a lot of these people are getting fined by the FAA, and these aren't you know parking ticket fifty dollar fines. I've seen some of them are ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. But what else do you think we could see for airlines to try to get people in lines just so that flight attendants and everyone can just do their job. I mean, I think what it comes down to is, and you know, we've seen this in other countries is you start to have no fly lists and people banned, you know, I guess it depends upon how bad the altercation or, or infraction is, but it gets to a point where you're either maybe you're banned for a year from flying, or maybe you're banned from flying forever. I mean, I think it's going to get to that point. I mean, I think, when you talk about airlines, these are federal laws that you're breaking when you're, you know, when you're attacking a flight attendant or a crew member or things like that. And I think we have to start, I honestly start, have to start thinking about that. You have to take stronger action. And does that mean that people start serving jail time? I don't know what the regulations are on that, but, you know, and I I think the alcohol thing is a great thing, but there just seems to be, and and maybe there's some level of understanding that, yeah, I get it. We've been cooped up and and things are tough and no one wants to wear that mask for four or five hours. But, um, you know, I just don't think anything is worthy of what we're hearing about. I can understand people being, you know, upset, but, you know, fighting people and those sorts of altercations, which is, it's just not, it's horrible. And I I do think you're going to start to see some tougher sorts of um, uh, reactions from the airlines and and maybe even the federal government, because I I truly believe you're putting other people's lives at risk. And it's not just messing with the flight attendant. The flying experience now 
is nothing to what it was 40, 50 years ago. I mean, you know, I obviously wasn't alive or old enough to, but you hear stories about how much fun it was. And because everything cost, the tickets were basically the same for regulations. It was service that the airline sold you on. We're obviously not there. Mm -hmm. And it's much more, a lot of times it's like taking a bus in the sky. Could we see it even get more just, Hey, we got you there. What else do you want? If we continue on this where we can't have nice things because there's this 10 to 15% of the population that just won't comply with anything. You know, I think there's a couple of things going on. I do believe the airlines would love to provide these nice things. And I was actually thinking about this right before we got on the, on the podcast was that this pandemic just, it almost doesn't allow for, for the nice things because you know, we I think we have a pretty good understanding of how Delta or COVID in general spreads, but I think there are still those fears about handing things out to people, providing certain elements of of um, of experience and customer service where there's close contact, and whether or not that's how Delta actually spreads, people are still just not at that level willing to accept that. And, you know, and honestly, speaking from a personal experience of flying the other day, I mean, you know, they handed out some some drinks and things like that. And it was really nice. But for me, it was about I need to get from Salt Lake to Philadelphia as fast as possible I need to be healthy. I don't want to be sick. So for me, it was about I just got to get on and get off. I appreciated the movie and all that stuff that we had. But um, it was almost like I didn't want the nice things, though. It's nice. though I I kind of did. But I just want to I really just want to get from point A to point B. And I have a feeling that a lot of people feel that way, especially, you know, you're in the airport for you know, maybe two, three hours with the mask on. So, I mean, it's almost for me, it was seven hours of constant mask wearing. And it's just it's tiring. You got to do it to be safe. But um, I just think this this pandemic and this virus, it just makes it hard to have nice things in these tightly contained areas. And I don't know if we can get back to that, at least in flight sorts of um, experiential elements until we have a better handle of this uh, pandemic. And we talked about the, the labor force and if we could see people walk away because of how they're being treated. I know a lot of the airlines have enforced vaccine mandates for their staff. Um, was it Delta that's charging more unvaccinated for their health insurance? Um do you think that will have an effect on the labor force or do you think that it will be something that people, they might grudge, they might complain, they might roll their eyes, but they want to keep their job from that standpoint and we'll see mostly compliance? You know, I think it's hard to tell, but I think if you look at other industries that have done similar sorts of mandates, whether it's the, the health industry or airline industries, that you're going to have some of those people who walk out and... Um, and I think that's just the reality that some people feel so strongly against these vaccine mandates and getting vaccinated that that's going to happen. I do think in many cases, though, we have seen that, as you mentioned, kind of grudgingly saying, OK, I'll do it. So my, my thoughts are that you're going to have those. Some people are going to walk out. And I think we've already found out through this pandemic that some people you just can't change their minds and that's what they're going to stick to. But, you know, jobs are not easy to come by. And I think people do realize that. So my guess is, is that most of these these employees are going to get vaccinated in the end. But, you know, as I said, there's always going to be people who they're going to walk out and look for something else. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. 
You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.